welcome to Channel Partners Stadium, where we're kicking off another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin under mostly sunny skies this afternoon. I'm Craig Galbraith, Executive Editor with Channel Partners. Joining me as always, the future loser of the Informa Fantasy Football League, our business development lead, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? You know, Craig, it is great to be here, even though I disagree with your introduction strongly. We are excited for another year of Channel Partners Evolution. This one is gearing up to be a phenomenal showdown in Austin. Don't you think so, Craig? Absolutely, Kevin. Much like my Seattle Seahawks on the field this year, the star power on the field in Austin is incredible. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Although the NFL season is kicking off, Kevin, we are not broadcasters, at least officially. We just host this silly little podcast, but I'm still excited. Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I know you've been in broadcasting before, Craig, as a professional, but most definitely am I excited for CP Evolution. We're going to have a lot of the same cutting-edge, innovative exhibitors you've come to expect from Channel Partners events, and we're also going to have a lot of new exhibitors bringing a lot of new solutions, digital services to the fold for uh, our partner audience to take a look at. Speaking of the partner audience. We're getting a lot of new types of attendees signing up, a lot of MSPs, a lot of VARs. So we're going to have partner companies from all avenues and sizes within the channel here, Craig. Yeah, well, since you brought up how our audience is evolving, Kevin, and the diversity of the various organizations that will be attending, I got to tell you, I'm sorry you were on the road for my interview with Hillary Gatta from TPX, uh, also president of Women on the Channel. Craig, I'm really sorry I missed that as well. Women in the Channel have long been great partners, as you know, of Channel Partners in our events. They have an important and impactful mission and message. And from what I hear, they always host a phenomenal, fun, and motivating event each time they're on site at Channel Partners. Being a proud parent of a nine-year-old daughter, uh, I'm really glad and happy that there are groups like this championing and empowering women, uh, not just in the channel, but within all aspects of business as well. Yeah, most definitely, Kevin. Uh, we're going to talk about this in just a minute in the interview with Hillary, but uh, that room that they have is always so packed. Pretty soon we're going to be renting them out a stadium at our shows to fill up. <laughs> and I always seem to hear when I'm walking past, I, I hear music and like dancing and everything. And I'm like, wow. Uh, I mean, just so much energy in that room. Well, when people see you up on the keynote stage busting a move, they're going to love it. It's funny you bring that up, Craig, because my go-to karaoke song is Bust a Move by Young MC. If you could do that at the show, I don't think it's on the official agenda yet, but if you could do that, we would love to see it. <laughs> yeah, keep waiting. <laughs> Okay, time to welcome in a guest to the podcast from TPX Communications and Women in the Channel. It's Hillary Gatta. Hillary, welcome to the show. Oh, Craig, thank you so much for the invite. I'm so happy to be here. You know, as I mentioned earlier, unfortunately, Kevin couldn't join us. He's uh, traveling in Chicago this week. But I wanted to make sure that I rubbed his nose in a little bit that you have a lot more experience in this quote unquote radio game than he does. Because I understand you used to uh, do a little surf report. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes. Okay. Well, that was a secret. But yes, uh, in my 20s, I lived in Stinson Beach and I worked for the live water surf shop out there. And my job was to get up at six in the morning, go out, walk to the beach, look at the waves, come back and then dial into all the local radio stations and tell them if they were either going to be at work today or coming out to the beach for some surf. Did that for a few years. 
What kind of experience did it take to go out and look at the waves? Were you a surfer? What did you do to get that job? You do have to have some knowledge about how things are going to go from the day. And, and they really actually do count on you, the surfers and the other surf shops outside of the, the beach itself, to be able to steer their patrons in the right direction. And again, we would get a lot of people that would really cut out from work and head to the beach. When I did not deliver on my promise, trust me when I say they would come into the surf shop and let me know. Sure, they'd give it to you. Well, Hillary, excuse the pun, but we're sort of riding the wave, if you will, to Austin and Channel Partners Evolution coming up here. As president of Women in the Channel, I figured you could fill us in on some of the things you guys have going at the show. I know you're going to have your uh, big event. I don't know how many you've done now, but uh, you've led off our show a number of times. We are very excited to be hosting our 14th WIC Connect networking event uh, on September 25th at the upcoming Channel Partners Evolution. And we want to send out from the board and the entire members, you know, a big shout out to Channel Partners and Informa for being a diamond sponsor for this event and a longtime supporter of women in the channel overall. They were the ones that brought us to the front uh, and to the stage back in 2010 and gave us our very first networking opportunity. So we're looking forward to it. At the last event you had at our channel partner show in the spring, I remember that room being packed. I would imagine that you're looking forward to that again. We have been now selling out each and every event, and we will always look for a way to be able to host all of our members and the people that want to uh, take a look at it for the very first time so it continues to grow. This event, we're taking inspiration from the Channel Partners Evolution theme about digital transformation. Uh, we're really excited, and we're going to be focusing on how to lead through change at this event. Our members, they are women in the channel that are either currently leading, uh, looking for opportunities to lead their teams, departments, divisions, and sometimes entire organizations through this digital transformation. You've got a guest speaker from AWS coming in, is that right? We are so excited. We were able to get an amazing role model uh, as our keynote. Uh, we are bringing to the stage Sandy Carter. Uh, and your listeners probably already know her because she is a rock star in the technology world. She has clearly been a leader in the digital business transformation. She's been a driving force of innovation with IBM for over a decade. She's a best-selling author, and now she's really going through her own uh, dramatic change in, in coming in and joining Amazon Web Services. And so she's going to lead us in a discussion about her early experiences coming to AWS, and it's going to be under the title of Seven Ways to Lead Through Change. Well, we're looking forward to see that room packed at Channel Partners Evolution and hearing from her, Hillary. Uh, let's talk about TPX a little bit. I understand you were just promoted, in fact, so this is good timing. Tell us about your new position. Thank you. Yes, I'm actually celebrating my uh, 15th anniversary with TPX uh, this September, and I am very excited to be taking on a new leadership position at TPX as the Director of National Channel Development. I'm going to be reporting to directly to Jim Dellis. Many have heard that he joined our organization in April as Senior Vice President 
of national development. And in my new role, uh, I'll be working to broaden TPX's relationships with existing and new national and regional master agencies with a real focus on strengthening and supporting our combined marketing initiatives, uh, agent and sub-agent recruitment, onboarding, training programs, to give a real focus on some areas, you know, to really robust our national uh, footprint and reach and brand recognition. For those in the audience who don't know, uh, the old brand, of course, was Telepacific, but uh, taking it to TPX now really stresses that national presence that you guys have. What are you hearing from partners uh, about the name change and, and how they're adapting to it? Yes. Well, the dust never settles on TPX, and the brand change has been really well embraced. The partner community agreed that it was time to update and really get a brand that signifies going into managed services, and that's exactly what we're doing. We are such a different company than we were even just two years ago. Craig, you know, we are no longer a CLEC, but we are now a managed services carrier. And that's just not, a, you know, it's not just simply a name change. There's a lot of solutions and direction that are going behind that. While we still have a solution set that includes connectivity, because of course that is the foundation for anytime, anywhere, communications and computing, our brand and our service portfolio have really evolved over the past two years. And some of the things that we have brought in to that portfolio are, you know, Ethernet everywhere. Uh, we just rolled out and launched a 4G wireless a standalone primary product that customers can use, um, which is a new offering and that even includes quality of service behind that. So that's a very new, you know, for the industry and for our sect as a whole. We have a ITX for WAN offering that's truly robust and that features our SD-WAN and I know that's going to be a huge topic at Channel Partner Evolution uh, this year in Austin. We took it from a different perspective. I mean, we've been working on that service and product for about two years now and we started with our own network. We developed and deployed that into our own network. Uh, and then started rolling it out to our customers. It's not something that we're dabbling in or talking about. We actually have just deployed and successfully turned up our 1,000 customer location on SD-WAN technology. So we are so excited about that. We've also brought in UCAS and UCX platforms, and you know that can be something as fully robust as a built-out um, UCAS solution for a customer with collaboration tools and all of those types of things. But it can also be just as simple as an IP-hosted PBX system that they need to trade out their end-of-life traditional PBX. So it's, it's really robust. And one thing that we have found is that these solutions are not becoming more simplified in their provisioning. It's more complex every day. And so what we have done is we have promoted somebody that is familiar to your audience and to our partners, and her name is Yvette. 
and she is now going to be the director of provisioning for our partner channel, and she has reorganized a team of people that work with all of these products that will be under her direction solely. So we're really putting the effort and the resources to make sure that not only are we offering great services, but we're delivering on our word of quality for the partners and the customers. So what you're telling me is you don't have a lot going on. (laughs) As I said, dust never will settle on TPX. We're really excited to be able to talk to our partners about where we're going with our roadmap and where we've been at the channel Partner Evolution in Austin. Well, we're excited to see you there and very excited to see a lot of the things happening at TPX as you continue this transition. Hillary, I want to thank you so much for joining us and uh, look forward to seeing you in Austin. I thank you so much for the time, Craig. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Wow, Craig. I'm sorry I missed that one. That was some really outstanding stuff and information from Hillary. And actually, you were kind of okay, too. I got to <laughs> tell you, I'm getting, a, <laughs> I'm getting a little concerned here. Am I on the outs? Uh, is it going to be caramels with Craig next week? All right, yeah. Maybe we could just get together and eat a bunch of caramels. When you think about it, it's as arbitrary as drinking coffee. Yeah, Kevin, you keep missing our interviews. I might actually start interviewing people for this job, you know, kind of like they did with uh, Kelly and Regis Philbin back in the day. Well, let me tell you, Craig, if you could end up with uh, Ryan Seacrest, I think you'd be doing well for yourself there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, Kevin, speaking of entertainment, uh, I understand that the Kevin Morris concert series continues. It certainly does, Craig. After seeing Loggins not too long ago, I am now on the way, thanks to the boy having a birthday. All the way back in April, we got him these tickets. The boy, he drives me nuts. Sometimes I just like to... But he is a huge Billy Joel fan. And who am I to argue? So we are going to see them at uh, Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. Going to see Billy Joel live on Saturday. Can't wait. What's your favorite Joel song? My favorite Billy Joel song is probably Piano Man. I know it's a lot of people's favorite song. Um, I have also a huge Uptown Girl fan, but I really like Billy Joel with my dad's side of the family being from Long Island in New York and then my mom being an upstate New Yorker her whole life. Billy Joel's huge up there. Um, So it's the music I really heard while growing up um, in my house. So it reminds me of some good times back when I was just a young kiddo, much like the boy is now. So really, really excited to go see him. Yeah, if this were a video podcast, people would see me swaying back and forth. I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, Craig, is that your favorite? Do you have a few others that you you like? Uh, I like the ones you said, probably Uptown Girl. Piano Man, We Didn't Start the Fire. That one, he packed as many words as possible into a four-minute song. Being from Syracuse, I can relate to that song because when they went to the Final Four, I think it was in 96, they had a song, Cuse Didn't Start the Fire. Try to stick to the theme. This is a football podcast, buddy. Don't be straying. Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't I, at this point, then, punt it over to you, Kevin, to introduce our next guest. Now getting back to Intel Agent Matters, I'm very pleased to welcome into the podcast Lauren Robinette, the Director of Partner Enablement with Intel Corporation. How you doing, Lauren? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing very, very well. Thank you so much for being here. To kick things off, would you mind telling our audience a little bit about your background and what the Intel Technology Provider Program is all about? My background has been working with Hewlett Packard, Juniper, Semantic, Postini, Cisco, and companies over the last 30 years, uh, focusing on partner enablement 
I've also been a cloud analyst and a managed service analyst. My clients were Juniper and Cisco. Uh, and my focus for Intel has been uh, data center optimization, data center modernization. And I'll uh, talk a little bit about that as we get into the program. So I have a long tenure of uh, high-tech companies in the Bay Area. So Intel recently launched a set of assets as part of the Intel Technology Partner Program, ITP. Uh, that program is a 10-year-old program, and it's been focused on builders, people who build systems from purchasing components in market. But we just recently launched a full experience around HPE, Lenovo, Dell, and Cisco, leveraging VMware, Microsoft, and OpenStack to meet the demands of cloud and modernization through software-defined infrastructure adoption. So for the first time, ITP has assets to help partners with the journey and the story that they can use to help open doors to open new margin business around workload placement, what's the right processor for that particular workload, and optimizing their infrastructure investments so that the cloud doesn't hit them with a great big fat bill. A lot of companies have been doing things like, um, oh, it's time to migrate to the cloud. Great, let's go to the public cloud. Oops, we didn't optimize before we migrated. That can be a problem. So the opportunity is to use this modernization on the IT infrastructure through SDI or software-defined infrastructure adoption to optimize your current investment before you hop into, let's say, this workload needs to go to public cloud, this workload needs to stay on-prem in a modern data center. So we help you with that whole journey for your customer to make sure that they are ready to move into the right decision. And this, for the first time, based on branded systems, which we think happens, you know, 80% of the time in market, as opposed to building a system from scratch. That's all really good stuff, Lauren. And we are really excited that Intel is going to be participating at Channel Partners Evolution. It's evolution, baby. Coming up here in just, well, less than three weeks' time. And as part of your presence on site, I understand you're going to be hosting a presentation on how IT infrastructure modernization can open new doors for channel partners with their clients. So I'd be interested if you could give us a little bit of a preview of what partners can learn and potentially take away from this presentation. This is a very activating program, I'd call it, given uh, my history. So you'll receive uh, a tool set uh, and you'll be able to use that tool set to talk to your customers. You'll also have access to six brand new training modules and the benefits and rewards of the ITP program, which includes all the points and recognition for the training that your employees do. And then you'll have four turnkey marketing campaigns. It'll give you a full set and a step-by-step process for a landing page, HTML email outreach, a script, and then talking points around a scripted uh, CIO deck that I've given 100 times on, let's say, your migration from wherever you are today, server consolidation, to SDI adoption on VMware, Microsoft, OpenStack, on a branded solution. So it's fully turnkey, really easy to use. Lauren, you had touched on your technology provider program a little bit earlier, but I had noticed on your website that becoming an Intel technology provider doesn't just give you access to all of Intel's innovative technology. It also gives partners the opportunity to work with other leading manufacturers and integrators, a few of which you touched on earlier, access to tools to assist in developing the ideal solutions by customer type, as well as various marketing and enablement benefits. 
Could you elaborate a little more for our partner audience as to the variety of benefits in partnering with Intel? I, because I've worked for everyone in the Valley, um, and now Intel. Intel is in 90% of uh, all of the data centers. So the platform affords partners an unbiased opportunity to talk about the benefits of what's inside and leveraging the best of our ISV and OEM platforms for the right workload for the business of the customer's business. So ITP itself, is, being a 10-year-old program, offers a bunch of already turnkey uh, benefits, but this outreach that we have, like no one else has, with all of the ISVs and the OEMs, we have a great opportunity to add rewards, close partnership with our OEMs and ISVs, and how that set of branded assets can develop a, a business practice for you around a double-digit margin business in managed service. So we'll give you all the tools to do that as part of the ITP program, which gives you additional benefits in earned rewards. All right, Lauren, I want to geek out a little bit. Can't let you get out of here without asking you about the recently debuted eighth generation Intel Core processor. Just wondering what we can expect to see from Gen 8 that maybe we haven't seen before. Oh, yeah. So um, what we do is we work quite a bit with our ISVs and OEMs very early on, and we identify what workloads are running on those processors. And then we build in inside of those uh, processors the telemetry, the um, analytics capabilities based on what customers are using those processors for. And we do this well in advance. So the 8th gen is a quantum leap for your performance. So when you make decisions about workload placement, you, it's not a decision about refresh or anything like that. It's not, I've had this processor, it's, not, it's working fine for me, I don't need to replace it. It's how fast you need to go compared to your competition. And if they're moving at transaction speeds faster than you are because their workloads are running on a faster processor, what you'll get out of our latest 8th gen is going to be a quantum leap for you because we've optimized those workloads for the right things that you're running in order to get the, the transactions per minute or whatever your business is in order to make sure that your customers get the right response. So you'll see that in uh, all of our 8th gen as being adopted by all of our OEMs and all the work that we're doing with the ISVs in the testing that we're doing to show you the quantum leap that we're getting from one processor to the next processor level. Quantum leap, I like hearing you say that. That's like Kevin's favorite show of all time. He's leaping! Ziggy said no, but Sam's leaping! He can't leap, we're not ready. Tell Sam that! Put him on! I can't, he's in the accelerator! Funny. <laughs> Funny you should mention that, Craig. I was going to ask Lauren, with the quantum leap, does that mean we're going to go from the Big Bang Theory of Jim Parsons being the spokesperson to Scott Bakula for Intel, Lauren? We do have high-profile football players on our ads also. That's an excellent segue into a question you had no idea was coming, Lauren. I would say lastly, and probably most importantly for this podcast, are you a football fan? And uh, if so, who's your team? Well, I'm a local girl, a Northern California resident for all of my life. So I would uh -oh. have to say, unfortunately for me and for 
everyone else right now. The 49ers are not doing that well. But the Raiders have two more years before they go to Las Vegas. So I still have number one and number two. And I'll hold out for number two for right now. Maybe they can take us there. They have a heck of a team. And as Craig probably knows, in the Channel Partners Informa Fantasy League, Derek Carr is my starting quarterback, Lauren. So, <laughs> so I'm pulling for the Raiders all the way. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining and giving such great insight on all the great things Intel's doing for the channel. Um, I'm sure our partners will take a lot away from this and from seeing Intel on site. Thanks again. Looking forward to seeing you in Austin, Texas uh, at the end of this month. Yes, see you there. Thank you so much. All right, Craig. You can find Lauren and the team from Intel in meeting room 6B, as in Bravo. That's 6B in the Austin Convention Center from the 26th through the 28th at CP Evolution. Uh, You can also see the presentation we were referring to, uh, which is Learn How to Use IT Infrastructure Modernization to Open New Doors with Your Customers, provided by Intel, on Wednesday, September 27th at 3.30 p.m. to 4.20 p.m. Got to say, Kevin, our guests put the blitz on us today. They did a fabulous job. And if you're not too busy watching football this weekend, hopefully you'll take the time to pick up your phone, go to iTunes, type in Channel Partners Online, and there you're going to find the whole archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcasts. Kevin, you're going to go there right after the show. I certainly am, Craig. Uh, I got to say, without these quality guests, it'd be a real Hail Mary uh, for us to get this done. Thanks, everyone, again for joining us. And with all that football madness, don't forget Channel Partners Evolution, September 25th to the 28th, Austin, Texas. We hope to see you there. Yeah.